0: We find that if we're loading things the proper way, then we're gonna overcome a lot of these injuries and movement patterns that they're getting exposed to. For example, Stacy and I will see a lot of gymnasts who have really poor landing mechanics. And so it doesn't mean even though they have pain when they squat, that we don't want to load them with a barbell. It's that we need to teach them how to properly squat with good form and load can actually make them overcome those high forces that they get when they're doing gymnastics.
1: How do we help the adolescent athlete, that gym goer or dancer or gymnast who is training five to seven days a week? Well, today we had Stacey Barber and Hayley Kous come on the episode from the Physio Fix in Arizona. They have wonderful experience in this field. We covered things like training load, not ruling people out and how to go about strengthening as well as some interesting conversation around the culture of dance, the culture of gym, and the culture of stretching. This was a really insightful episode. My name is Michael Risk, and this is Physio Explained. Welcome, Stacey and Haley from the Physio Fix. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much
0: for having us. Thank you. We're excited to be here.
1: We were talking offline about the Physio Fix and how you've specialized in active adolescents and gymnasts, and also doing a really good job in the strength training realm. So we might start with that. If you're treating a lot of adolescents who are gymnasts and dancers and in that active space, the unique challenge is getting their loading right. So what are the common problems you face when a young gymnast comes in? I might start with you, Stacey.
2: Yeah. I mean, we see a lot of overuse injuries and you might think that it's because they're doing too much. And I think a lot of other rehab professionals might think that they should probably cut back on what they're doing. But here at the PhysioPix, we do things a little bit different because we know that if we can improve their tissue tolerance and their tissue capacity by adding external load in terms of adding in more strength training movements, then that's going to be incredibly helpful. So we use the barbell with all of our gymnasts and we load them up appropriately and they get so much stronger and then they can even do better skills and harder skills too because of that.
1: It feels like common knowledge as a physio, even I felt resistance, particularly in an adolescent population who in your mind, you're like, are they overloaded? But I need to get them stronger. Do you have any practical tips to strike that balance? Haley, I might go with you. So, you know, they're dancing a lot. Or they're in the gym a lot and they're starting to get niggles or pains or inflammation. You want to approach loading with them. Do you have some practical advice on how to kind of broach the weightlifting subject?
0: Yeah, of course. So one of the biggest things that we really like to focus on is technique and form. We find that if we're loading things the proper way, then we're going to overcome a lot of these injuries and movement patterns that they're getting exposed to. For example, Stacy and I will see a lot of gymnasts who have really poor landing mechanics. And so it doesn't mean even though they have pain when they squat that we don't want to load them with a barbell. It's that we need to teach them how to properly squat with good form and load can actually make them overcome those high forces that they get when they're doing gymnastics.
1: And so what might you see when someone comes in and, and you feel like their landing mechanics are a little bit off?
0: Well, I find a lot of times that they'll fall into a very knee dominant pattern, which isn't always a bad thing. But if they're in this knee-dominant pattern every time they land with maybe a valgus collapse, then all of a sudden, we're causing a lot of knee pain due to such landing mechanics. So what we'll try to do is coach them on how to properly land with maybe using a little bit more of a hip strategy or training them to tolerate that knee-dominant strategy. And then... I think a lot of times training outside of what their normal patterns are in gymnastics as well. They move in a very forward pattern. So if we can add in some other things as well, it'll be a little bit more beneficial.
1: Yeah. And not necessarily that how they're moving or landing is wrong, but it's kind of corresponding to their injury. And you could find a way that would take the load off their injury and also load that as well. Do you ever get any resistance from either coaches or parents when seemingly an adolescent is overloaded and has pain or injury, and the suggestion is to actually add weight, I might throw back to you, Stacy.
2: I would say early on in my career, maybe I had a little bit more resistance. I think at this point, there's a bit more education surrounding you know, strength training and the, the importance of that and the benefits of that. So it's a lot easier to convince patients and parents and coaches that this is what's going to help your athlete. But yeah, early on, it was more like, oh, you know, but won't the girls get bulky? And then you had to explain that that really doesn't happen. And these are growing adolescents too. So they're in that like growth stage. And really, it's just going to help them as they grow and mature and get into a older gymnast that's a higher level gymnast too. And so once they could start like creating that buy-in effect and they started to see the improvements, then it really started to catch on a lot easier.
1: That is a really common misconception or even fear that, that you'll be changing the shape especially of the gymnast or dancer where that aesthetic look is important, especially to scoring as well in some competitions. Do you have any specific educational scripts that you like to use when that topic comes up?
2: I feel like nowadays that these girls see Simone Biles and they see how strong she is and how she looks and they no longer think of, you know I need to be lean and like have all these like long lines. It's okay for me to look a little bit different and be a little bit stronger and carry a little bit more muscle because I see my favorite gymnast also carrying more muscle.
1: Now, that's really nice. So maybe some of the, I'm not sure the right word, but some of the fear of getting a bit stronger is gone. So they're actually happy to put on a bit of muscle now.
2: I think so. I think that's it.
1: Yeah, that's nice. And Haley, with the actual loading, the practicals of loading, is it still a case of you have to pull them back a little bit from the gym whilst you strengthen them? Or you find a good success just adding one or two or three strengthening sessions with weight?
0: So I will usually modify. So I try to communicate with their coaches to alternate their practices. Maybe they're going to tumble one day and not vault another, or we're going to move to a softer surface to tumble while we're building their strength in the clinic. And then we will transition them back to their usual practice. So I try to modify, but not ever pull them out of the sport. But it really comes down to then communicating with the parents and coaches at
1: that point. And how do you go with that? You can keep going on that point because it can be tough. It can be tough. I know a lot of gymnasts that it's usually a daily practice, like five to seven days at least. Are you still finding that?
0: Yes, that's very common. I think for me, I've built some relationships with these gymnastics facilities in our area. I coach gymnastics for a little bit. And so I've met a lot of them. And then we also will try to write letters and communicate by cell phone or by our clinic phone as well. There's even been times where I try to do meetings with the parent, the coach, the gymnast and myself so that we have a really well-rounded conversation and then try to get everyone on the same page. And also really being aware of our roles, of course.
1: Yeah. It sounds like over time, you build that trust. So it kind of exponentially gets easier when the coaches and trainers and parents start to trust you. Was there ever a time where you felt out of your depth or like you didn't have that trust yet? Maybe when you're just starting and maybe coaches would get frustrated with the physio. Had you ever felt that?
2: I think we still feel that sometimes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: For sure. I think it just takes time and really trying to let them know. I'm not trying to be the coach or tell you how to do their job. I'm just trying to help you figure out a way to get your gymnast healthy and competing for your gym without yeah. any limitations.
2: I think that's huge to show that we're all on the same team and that we're all like, we have the same goal to get these athletes better and back to their sport. And uh, once again, like she said, not step on their toes because we're not trying to like be their coach, right? Like they have their role and we have our role and we want to make those, those roles very separate and. We do have a good understanding of the sport of gymnastics, but we're not at all coaches anymore. So we let them do that side and we'll just kind of add in recommendations or suggestions. So that's kind of how we like to phrase things too, which makes it a lot easier to receive.
1: Yeah, so that's a really nice tip and that could be applied across any sport.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Clinico. Clinico is a practice management software that helps you save time It's used by 65,000 practitioners worldwide. With Clinico, you'll get everything you need to run a successful physio practice, like online booking tools, treatment notes, digital forms, customizable body charts, and much more. Physio Network members get 90 days for free now. Signing up takes one minute. Just visit clinico.com forward slash physio network.
1: With the programming and the... actual getting in the gym and lifting weights, do you find you're really quite specific with every individual or do you find it it can be as simple as starting some squats, starting some deadlifts and then that, that becomes extremely beneficial and has that changed for you over time?
2: I would say for me personally, like when they're really young and they're still learning their movement patterns, we start with the basics. So we start with all the staples. You know, you learn how to squat, you learn how to hinge, you learn how to carry something, you learn how to push something overhead, like all of these things. They help to translate to the sport as well. But they're also just going to teach them how to be a better mover and how to start loading those things. So we don't do anything complicated at first with the younger girls. We just start with really basics, like double leg things, double arm things. And then, as they get a little bit older, they can show us more body awareness and control. then we can start shifting gears and do a little bit more of like the unilateral stuff, maybe the the fancier, the trendier stuff you know that people see on social media to kind of add in a little bit more sport specific elements into their
1: rehab. Do you see something change or even if this is just based on experience, what do you see or feel change in a gymnast who's started say squatting and deadlifting?
0: Well, one, I think the biggest thing is their confidence, so as we spend time with these athletes and build the relationship, when they start being able to lift more, they feel a lot more confident in our gym and then in the gymnastics facility. I also notice a lot of times they will start getting new skills a little bit easier. I've even had athletes who have had an injury and then they come back and they say, I'm better than I was before I got injured. And it kind of becomes a blessing in a way.
1: It's almost like the weightlifting is just a distraction to get past the injury, but you're actually increasing their performance and they're coming back with all these performance benefits. It's really nice.
2: Yeah, their tissue tolerance. So because, you know, the skills get harder, the higher the level is. And so how we can do the skills, the harder skills easier and they're less prone to getting an injury because they're now stronger. So it's, it's a win-win in all sense of the situation.
1: Hmm. Do you think that the culture in gym is changing where... Almost because I'm imagining the ideal world is like, it's just a staple and that every new gymnast from a very young age, it's normal that you are doing weights once or twice a week. Do you feel that culture starting to shift?
2: Yes and no. I would say that they are trying, but sometimes they're still doing a lot more body weight things. Or, you know, when they have long practices, they still devote most of their time to the actual practices on each event. And then the conditioning gets kind of like pushed to the side. And if they don't have time for it, oh well, sort of thing mm-hmm. versus making it a priority, especially in the off season to make sure that you can get these girls stronger. But I find that gyms are trying. So I think that that's a huge step in the right direction. I agree for sure. And
0: you can tell that these coaches are trying to educate themselves on ways to properly strength train. But I think sometimes implementing it is just going to take a while, but you can feel the shift in what they're trying to do. I think we just can do better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it takes a while to change a culture. So it's good. Sounds like we're on the right path. Yeah. We're touching a bit on screening. So what type of screening do you do? Has your clinic developed a like a unique initial appointment or first appointment where you go through certain things for every, every patient.
2: I mean, we always try to make sure, especially with the gymnasts and dancers, that we always check for hypermobility. You know, a lot of these girls, they're just naturally very flexible. And are they in the sport because they're flexible? Or are they good at the sport because they're flexible? Maybe. And that's probably what draws them to the sport. So we have to check hypermobility. We have the Beighton scale, which we can quickly assess to see if they maybe are high on that scale. And maybe they have hypermobility syndrome. And that could lead us to think that maybe they have something called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And then that's something we got to watch out for. So we don't do so many oversplits with them, or we try to encourage them to not do so much static stretching and do more strengthening at in ranges.
0: One of the biggest things that we find is that in these populations, these coaches and the athlete themselves are very excited about having all of this mobility because they can do their oversplits and they have these really beautiful bridges and their Mm -hmm. lines are stunning, but I think sometimes what we're seeing is that there's other issues at play because they have all of this range of motion. Now we have to try to figure out how to get them stronger in those ranges, which is much more, they have much more access to movement than other people. So definitely becomes
2: a challenge.
1: Is there a unique or specific screening for Ellis Damos?
2: So that's the actual test that they would have to do like at a doctor's office. What we can do is just kind of like the and scale is a quick test that we can do to kind of clue us in that they might have LR danlos and then ask more questions about like if anyone in their family has had Ehlers-Danlos because there's a strong genetic factor with that too. If they have scoliosis, you know, other factors to kind of play into that. So we might get clued in a little bit earlier on, but that always comes down to asking good questions too.
1: It might be that people with that condition are naturally hypermobile and so they're attracted to gym because they're good at it because of the hypermobility. So you see more gymnasts with EDS?
0: Yep. Yes, for sure.
1: And it, you touched on something that stood out. You said you might reduce stretching in that population. Are you finding gymnasts and dancers are still doing a lot of stretching and how relevant or important is that at this point?
2: Uh, we we hear it all the time oversplits like some of these gyms they test their flexibility and the way to get them more flexible is to get them on higher stacked mats and so that's kind of the criteria that they're placing on these young girls is that you have to get all the way down with your legs in this hyper oversplit position now they're forcing that on them every single day to try to get into those positions so we see that very often still
1: mm. is there a healthy alternative Haley like. Do you think they'll ever be in a place where they don't have to stretch? Maybe they've got the mobility they need or maybe just via the programming and the dancing in the gym they do, they maintain what they've got? Or do you think stretching will always be part of the culture and and is it important?
0: I think it depends on the athlete themselves. If they are hypermobile, then I don't feel that stretching should be the top priority. And at that point, it should be strengthening and creating stability to be able to perform So you can have a fully flat split, 180 degrees, but you might not be able to leap or jump and hit that range. And that comes down to a strength thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Strengthening those in ranges is really key. So we all kind of do like some FRC kind of principles here. So that functional range conditioning, we kind of incorporate that. So we learn how to actively control those in ranges. And I find that that's really helpful for gymnasts.
1: So once they've got that range, they probably just don't need to hang out there, but they can strengthen there and they're maintaining the range by virtue of doing the strengthening there anyway, aren't they?
2: Yes, correct. Yeah. It's a safe alternative for sure.
1: Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much for your time today, Stacey and Haley. And there's a lot of wonderful resources on the physiofix.com. If you're interested in this part of physiotherapy or strengthening, but thank you again. I really enjoyed it. Super enlightening for me as well.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you so much.